Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Screen Strong Families podcast, bringing you the best solutions for parents who are serious about reducing screen time in their home. This is Melanie Hempy, and we are so glad that you are listening today. I have our wonderful Screen Strong ambassador, Mandy Hammond. Welcome, Mandy. Hello. Thank you. So glad you could join us today. Again, we are talking about our Screen Strong Challenge. And we just wanted to do a podcast on this. So um, if you didn't have time to read all the emails that you get when you sign up for the challenge, you can listen to this and get the directions. And I know that it's very important um, to do this, especially now, because we're all looking at some new habits and new resolutions. And if you've got kids in your house and you've got technology, you've got some problems and I don't even know you, <laughs> but I know how hard it is. We've struggled. If, if you know our story, you know, um, Mandy, you've struggled, I've struggled. We've all struggled yeah. with managing this in our home. And so as a result of the seven or eight years that I've been working with families, we've decided last year to come up with a very clear detox plan for seven days and we created the screen strong challenge. And that's what that is. This that we'll be talking about today is a um, plan to take screens away for seven days. Of course, we know that a month is best if you're looking to make some real, real long-term changes, but we think that seven days, you know, anybody can do seven days, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a great place to start and it doesn't seem so scary. Yeah, it's a good place to start. And um, heck, I mean, some of us struggle with one day. So (laughs) it's a little stretch for some of us too with seven days. But just so you know, we have um, been uh, game free and uh, social media free for our kids for a long time. And this really works. And we're just really here to encourage you. I know that there's a lot of people that are really anxious and probably kind of depressed about what's happening in their home, especially now with, with all the lack of school activities and extracurricular activities and all that. And Mandy, I know that when we met last year that you were kind of at the end of your rope a little bit with it too. And mm-hmm. and you were looking for um, a way to make some changes. And so tell us just briefly, you went through the challenge last year, correct? Yep. Um, right about the time that quarantine started, which was interesting timing, but it worked um, because we were all home anyway. So yeah, we were looking for some changes and it was just, it just made sense to my husband and I to just say, you know what, we're going to do this for a week. And we really presented it as a challenge. We presented it as an experiment type of thing to our kids. And that didn't necessarily make them like jump for joy, but it was just more or less like, Hey, let's just see what this does. And when we started seeing results, I think we were all very surprised. Yeah. And the benefits, some of the benefits before we get started, I just want to say at the outset that, um, there's, there's a lot of benefits, but, um, a couple of the benefits are that you're going to reduce the conflicts in your home. And I know that it, it sounds like, oh no, I can't take my kids' screens away because everybody's going to get mad at me. And and they will initially, but in the long run, isn't it amazing, Mandy, not to have to argue about screens all the time? In your oh my home? goodness. I don't think anybody could have really told me what that would look like, but yeah, yeah that's our home now. There are no conflicts over screens. Um, I just, yeah. I mean, you couldn't have told me that a year ago that I right. would, we'd be there because that was just a part of life. We're fighting over time on the video games or fighting over what you're looking at on the smartphone. What are you looking at on your computer? Like it was just, oh my yeah. goodness, it was constant. And it's just so, not there anymore. That, I know it's, it's really hard. It's like, um, it's just hard to explain until you go through it. So I'm mm-hmm. excited for everybody listening because you're going to yes. get a glimpse of um, some fun things. The, the other couple things, it just really increases your family attachment. It reduces the stress and anxiety in, in your kids. Um, of course, initially the first few days can be tough. And if your kids are older, it's going to take more than seven days, um, Mm -hmm. to reset their brains, (laughs) but, um, but it definitely increases your, your family connection. And the other thing that you'll find is it increases, um, your kids, um, interest, you know, or, you know, desire to look at other things to do, or they, they discover, I guess, other hobbies and 
I know your daughter started painting and Mm -hmm. um, so many kids start, you know, music or other kinds of art and and just other social activities. So it's kind of a really fun um, uh, discovery process to get kids back, Um, get this glimpse of life. And I think the biggest benefit that I have heard over this past year, and then of course, over the last probably six years that I have really actively been helping parents get their screens back in balance is parents tell me that their kids talk to them more once they do this. And I love that. And um, in fact, it's almost, almost like a cookie cutter benefit, (laughs) you know, like everyone says, Oh, I'm talking to my kids so much more. And ultimately that's really what we want because they're getting lost and they're getting way too much of their identity formed, you know, on these devices and through other people. And we need to get them back under our roof, under, under our, um, values and all that. So, um, be prepared. Your teenager may sit in the kitchen and talk to you more. Yep. <laughs> you do this. Yep. You might have some more inside jokes. You might have some more laughs. Definitely. Um. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget that humor when you go through this. So yes, yes. We'll talk about that for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the instructions before you get started. And again, all this is going to be written in an upcoming course that we have. So if you want to read all this, don't worry about taking notes right now. Um, you know, that will be available. So Mm -hmm. we're just going to go through a discussion about how it works. So um, the instructions um, you will get when you sign up. And it's really important to look through these instructions um, and do some things and prepare before you start taking the the screens away for a week. So when you prepare, Mandy, what are some of the things that you did that helped your experience go better? Well, I know I spent probably an entire day on my computer making out kind of a schedule. And this Mm -hmm. was also out of us needing to be home, but a lot of people are still in that situation, even all these months later. So at that time, it's like, oh, you don't have school. We have a week extended from spring break. You know, what are we going to do? So my thing was, okay, I need to present and post and not post online, but post on my wall, a piece of paper Mm -hmm. that gives each child kind of their routine for the day. And I told them this is not a schedule to keep but here are your options. And I gave them tons of options to do instead of grabbing their phone, instead of going to the TV or video game. Um, So I think preparation was a huge key for us to be organized. I mean, sure, you can just jump in and go, we're starting tomorrow. We're taking away phones for a week, but really you will do yourself. It'll be better if you can take some time to all be on the same page with your partner. um, Or if it's just you, be on the same page with yourself, set some goals. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're cutting. This is what we're going to replace it with. Because we say a lot, um, you know, at Screen Strong, we're like, it's not about restricting, it's about replacing. Now, of course, we're quote, restricting for this week, for this detox, for that purpose. But what are you going to replace it with? So I think really having a good idea based on the age of your kids, what are you going to replace their time with? That is so important. That is such um, a critical proactive step because you can't start. And then all of a sudden everybody's saying, well, what do I do? I'm bored. Yeah, I'm bored. I my time. And, and yep. we know they need to be bored and they, and we know that they need to eventually work that out. But if they have been on their phone for eight hours a day or their video game, you know, mm-hmm. for as long, they're not going to be able to do that. Even if your kids are 15, 16 or 17 years old, they're just not yep. that part of their life hasn't been developed yet. So, um, and writing it down is super important. So, that is a great tip in the beginning to write down the schedule. And it's not that they have to stick to every single little thing, but like you said, it gives them an idea of what to do, you know, from and expectations. Yeah. They just, everyone I think needs to be on the same page with expectations because otherwise I don't know if this has happened in your home, but this has happened plenty of times in raising kids where you say something verbally, okay, this is what we're going to do from now on. <laughs> and then what happens? <laughs> you forget what you said completely, but your kid didn't. They yeah. took you literally on something else. You said, well, you said that I could do this and my sister could do that. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so I know I found even with this yeah. whole process, writing it down. Cause it's like, well, what does the list say? Yes. Or what does the, you know, piece of paper there say? That's yeah. what, that's what is law right now. <laughs> you know What that says so that right. you don't waver in the moment. And that structure is super important because they have been without structure and now we're having to um, reintroduce structure. And ultimately that's one of the core problems with kids being on screens. They lose their ability to organize their day 
they uh, allow the screen to do that for them. And of course it's a disaster. And so we're coming back in with some structure and that can be uncomfortable in the beginning for them. But if you write it down and go over it and it, you know, when you write things down, they tend to happen a lot more than if you don't write them down. So that is a great tip. Now I want to be clear with everybody exactly what this challenge is. The challenge is um, removing video games totally for the week and then also smartphones for the week. And this is not for adults necessarily. I mean, you can surely do it, um, but this is designed for kids. Adults usually are using their their devices for their work. And um, while kids can, obviously they need to use their laptops for school, that's allowed during the challenge, but no social media and no gaming. And um, just, you really want to increase their face-to-face time with people, whether it's, you know, on Zoom or, um, I mean, obviously face-to-face is much better in person. That's what you're really trying to go after during this week. Also, the week is designed to just get a jump start. Um, we, we know that real change doesn't really occur unless this is really done for a month, <laughs> but a week is just to get, get you started. So there's a couple other things that you need to gather together. So you've got your schedule, you've written down your daily hour to hour almost schedule with list of things for your kids to do. And that includes chores that includes helping with meal prep, you know, doing all their laundry and making their bed, cleaning their room, doing outdoor tour, all that kind of stuff can be put on that list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody will feel much more productive. Um, and that really helps with dopamine and good moods and all that. Um, and then you put things on there like, um, you know, playing games like board games or reading or knitting or making bread or, you know, some different mm-hmm. things on there for them. But you've got to gather some materials. And what I mean by that is um, your kids probably will need a watch because if they don't have their phone, they won't know what time it is. Um, you want to get a good clock radio in their in their bedroom and be sure you take all the screens out of their bedroom. Um, you want to be sure they have some good books. Um, a lot of times we say, go read a book. And they, they have a book from three years ago, you know, mm-hmm. so age-appropriate yeah. novels and all that. Um, I make it a point every six months or so to go in my kids' rooms and be sure that we have age-appropriate, you know, reading material in there, that the books aren't outdated. You um, want to think about what you have going on in your backyard. Um, if you can put a basketball hoop up, if you can get just outdoor activities, you know, um, put air in the tire in the bikes, make sure the helmets fit, actually make sure they have a bike. Um, a lot of kids I find out don't have bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to get some art supplies. In fact, Mandy, I think that you ordered some stuff on Amazon or did you let the yeah. kids do that? Yeah. I let the kids pick out a couple things and that's how, um, Lydia came up with loving painting on some canvases. Okay. And for our oldest who was 16 at the time, um, he, we found him an extreme dot to dot, which has like over a thousand numbers that you have to, and he actually really enjoyed that. And it kept him busy for quite a while. And it was such an accomplishment. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, look at this dot to dot, you know, so it's not your little toddler dot to dot it's for adults. So that was super fun, but yeah, lots of fun things out there. Okay. Well, and, and we have a lot more um, tips. It'll be written in the written course, but um, as far as this prep part, but I want to be sure to talk about the food real quick (laughs) because I, you know, we have have four children, you have three. Um, We know how important it is and how much time that we spend as parents, you know, shopping for food, preparing, um, cooking, planning and all that. So the week before you start your detox, it's really good to plan ahead, plan your menus ahead and try to plan some really simple meals that your kids can help you with. Um, I, I know, again, I've been through this so many times with so many families and, and it can be exhausting for mom. So what, because you're spending more time with your kids, obviously <laughs> during the week <laughs> coming up and, um, you can't just say, Oh, go get on YouTube while I cook. So you have to have some things planned ahead. If you could make some meals and freeze them, that would be fabulous, um, to have your, your cooking figured out, you know, ahead of time. So, um, what, let's see, what else can we say? Oh, we're going to, um, talk through the week here in just a second. We're going to get started. Um, but remember that, um, on the Friday of the week of your, of your challenge week, we recommend that you have a social activity at your house. 
And so you might have to plan that the week ahead. Like you can't plan it necessarily on Thursday if it's going to happen on Friday. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. be thinking about that. And that'll make sense here in a minute. But what we're going to do now is go through the actual seven days. And we do recommend that you start on a Monday. It just seems to work better that way. Um, And there's a couple of reasons for that. But before you start the challenge, which again, we recommend on Monday, going Monday through Sunday, um, maybe the weekend before is when you talk to your kids. And Mandy, I can't remember, when did you have that discussion with your kids? Was it like the day before or? No, I would say it was a few days before. I can't really remember, but um, it was over spring break and knowing we were going into that next week. It's like, okay, I think that was my um, starting point was, okay, the Monday after spring break, this is what we're starting. So I kind of let them have their time during spring break just to be our normal, have our normal stuff that we were doing, but then, Hey, on Monday, this is going to change. Um, so you gave them a little bit of warning. The the younger they are really the less warning they need. Um, if they're older, they need a little more warning. If you're teens already have, um, social media accounts, they're going to need to put a vacation message up (laughs) maybe. Yep. So their friends don't think they're, you know, leaving them unread as they say. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They're going to let their friends know. And, um, you know, you're going to let them know a lot of parents take their, their kids out maybe for dinner, or maybe they go on a little day trip or even an overnight camping trip somewhere, or just take them away for the weekend and, enjoy some really fun time together and then make the announcement during Mm -hmm. that time and say, okay, when we get back on Monday, this is what's going to happen for a whole week. And you'll get some, um, gnashing of teeth, I'm sure. And some moaning. Um, Mandy, how did you deal with that? I'm sure you didn't have, everybody wasn't jumping up and down, right? They weren't jumping up and down, but I think it was the, what kind of, we talked about before it was the preparation and that my husband and I were already on the same page and this was what was going to happen. And so I took your biggest piece of advice you tell everybody and I kept a smile on my face. And when they were, you know, complaining about being bored or whatever, it's like, okay, we'll check the list, but there's a bunch of things to do here. Pick something, you know, and, um, really engaging them and making dinner or just anything I was doing. And it took a lot of effort on my part. It did. And it's, I'm not saying that it's just a walk in the park, you know, it's like I had to be intentional and every, if parents want, if any of us want change, we have to be intentional about the change. Well, um, and we spent a lot of years getting them stuck mm-hmm. and now we got to get them out and yeah. it doesn't happen easy and it doesn't happen overnight, but you have to start somewhere. And I want to remind everybody that if your kids are having problems with screen overuse, it really is not their fault. And not that we want to sit here and blame and point fingers, but, um, but as a parent, you have to take full responsibility because we allowed it and, So we have to take responsibility to make the change and we're not going to rely on them to have the perfect attitude because they're not going to. And like Mandy said, it is all about our attitude and we have to Mm -hmm. smile a lot. And I don't mean that in a mocking way. I mean that seriously, our kids follow our attitude. And if the minute that we step on their roller coaster with them and get on this emotional up and down, um, you know, very stressful exercise, we're going to lose. And so this brings us into our first day and, um, on, on Monday, on the Monday of your, your, um, your challenge. So the biggest thing to remember when you start is that you have to have, um, like I said, change your attitude. You got a new game plan Mm -hmm. and you need to really think about your, um, role as a coach. And I know Mandy, I know that that really helped because I know when you and I first met, um, I think that was a, a little light bulb went off when I said that to you. Yeah, when you talked about it being a coach, yeah, the yes. coach um, analogy, I think yeah. that was great. And I love, um, you know, on day one, just talking about like, look, it's it's not just keeping a smile on your face, but it's realizing your role that hey, I'm the coach. I've been given yeah. these kids to raise and to guide and direct. And it's time to take back my control kind of, and not in a weird way, but in a, you know, coach type way. Like I want to coach them to success. Right. You take the emotion out and see if Mm -hmm. if coaches, you think about all the best coaches in the world and Mm -hmm. the the coaches of the championship teams out there. And I can promise you that they did not get emotional with their players. They 
know what needs to be done and they're firm, but they're loving too. You know, they, they know, um, the players know that my coach has my back. Um, they have your best interest in mind and it just really helps as parents if we can adjust our thinking around that, because otherwise we're thinking the whole time, I want my kids to be happy and they're not going to like me. And you know what? Good coaches really don't care about that. Good coaches care about, um, the core, you know, athlete that they're dealing with and wanting the best for that athlete and, and for the team as well. And, um, a player who has a good coach will perform at a much higher standard and much higher level. Their, their potential will be reached far easier than a player who mm. has a bad coach. <laughs> so well, let's, let's talk about really quick too what you might experience on day one, Okay, even if you're the best coach ever and everything, but your kids might not be used to being coached in that way, mm-hmm. you know? So some things that are sure. totally normal. And I think this is so important for people to hear on day one, because it's the day you might want to quit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're, you're probably going to experience some pushback. Okay. Yeah. From your whole team, from your child or your, all of them. Yeah. Um, and so depending on the age, your pushback might vary, but you know, you might get some tantrums. You might have some crying. You might have some, I hate you's, which are yeah. just devastating to a parent. Um, but this is going to be completely normal for a child that's detoxing. You yeah. think of somebody detoxing off of a drug, it's not pretty. And so just knowing like, okay, it's going to get better and just setting your eyes on the goal and knowing that day one might be a little rough. Um, but just keep your attitude, you know, strong and let your child vent if they need to, but keep it really short. Don't let them dwell on it. And, um, yeah, yeah, just keep suggesting positive things, try to change the mood and they'll, they'll snap out of it eventually, but just know that's completely normal behavior and just don't quit. Yeah, it's normal and they will follow your lead and it yes. might not be 24 hours. Okay. We know it's going to take a while and depending on how dependent they are, it, it will take longer, right? If they're, mm-hmm. if they've been more dependent for a, a much longer period of time, but also know that you're not in this alone. And, um, we, we have our Facebook group, Screen Strong Families yes. Facebook group. It's a private group of moms and dads that have gone through this challenge and that are going through it now. So this is the day you want to be sure that, you keep um, close ties with, you know, someone in that group, or um, perhaps you've gotten a, a family to do this with you, which, you know, friends, it's always really good. Um, by the way, if you can get another, um, you know, family to do it with you, it's a lot more fun for the kids because they have, you know, uh, other kids to play with. We did a challenge one time in a school recently and um, in the whole certain class, I think there were, I don't know, 20 or probably 40 kids that did it. And so they all felt really good because they were all doing it together. So, mm-hmm. um, it's really fun to get your, your kids friends group to do it if they will. But anyway, good point on that to expect some pushback, you know, the best laid plans, <laughs> um, don't always, uh, pan out. It's kind of like that diet, you know, you get all excited about your diet and you get the right food in the house. And then 24 hours into it, you know, you're eating donuts and you don't know how that happened, (laughs) (laughs) but think of it kind of as a diet. You're, you're restructuring that a little bit and it's going to be hard. So that's, that's day one. But the the biggest thing is just to get through day one (laughs) without any screen. You can do it. Yes, you can do it. Lean on your support, lean on your support. That's right. And it is really good to have your spouse on board. Of course, it's, it's really critical. And, um, but if you are a single parent, this is still very, very doable. And we will be having more discussions about that, especially, um, on our Facebook group through this year, because we've got a lot of questions about that, but you could try to still get your, your ex spouse to get on board at his or her house, um, but just don't worry if they don't, you know, I mean, obviously it's going to go a lot easier if the kids can have a detox and have a break, um, chronologically through a whole week, but don't let this be a power struggle in your relationship. You can only control what happens in, in your house. So make it happen in your house. So let's see the next day. Um, oh, so the next day we're going to talk about life skills and, so on, on Tuesday, it's, I mean, on Monday, you don't want to get too crazy with, you know, um, all the chores maybe, <laughs> but, but by Tuesday, your kids can start jumping in and helping you with some stuff around the house. And, um, let's talk about life skills for a minute. The life skills are the first thing 
that we notice in our kids when they have a screen dependency, we notice that they are not able to do things. And this just doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. Mm -hmm. So you may end up with a 15 year old who is not in the habit of doing their laundry or making their lunches or having regular chores around the house. And the, the challenge is a really good time to jumpstart and restart all of that. Um, Mandy, you probably put that on your schedule with your kids when you make absolutely yep schedule. Everybody and- had daily daily things to do, weekly things to do, and a big thing that we did that we need to get back to honestly because we've kind of gotten out of the habit was somebody helping me with dinner every single night. Yeah, and they yeah. just rotated. Um, you know, and then who and then rotating cleaning up dinner. Right. And that actually, I've just really looked back over the last however long we've been doing this since March and realizing how many life skills they have just naturally come into. And it's great because it takes a load off your plate as a mom. Well, and you're preparing them for adult life and to be married and have their own home. And I think of all the kids out there that, you know, don't know how to use a garlic press. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Or they don't know how to cut an onion. (laughs) Yeah. And they're going to get married. Oh my gosh, how is that going to work? So there's so many things. And so everything in our house, what what I do now, um, because this is our lifestyle now, but um, anything that I'm getting ready to do, I think, hmm, can somebody help me with this? You know, our dryer broke this weekend. So we have the kids helping us replace the belt on the dryer. You know, I don't, I don't leave any opportunity out there lost. I try to include them in everything, you know, from fixing things to just that real mundane, all the mundane tasks. But life skills are really, really important to focus on during this challenge. And we have a list on our website of life skills. We have a couple lists in different places, but it's really important for you as a parent to take a look at that uh, routinely, actually, and see where your kids are, you know, delinquent <laughs> and start working on that. And um, so maybe on that Tuesday, you have them gather up all their laundry. They do their laundry, they do the wash, they dry, they fold, they put away. That is the laundry. Mm-hmm. It's not just bringing it down for mom to do it, or it's not dumping the clean laundry all over their bedroom floor. Right. It's actually the full thing of getting it done. And you know, when I look at all the life skills that my kids need to develop, there really is no time for all this entertainment screen time. We just don't have enough hours in the day for them to do everything they need to do. And, um, you know, with all their sports and their music and their activity and their movement and exercise, and then you want to throw in, you know, four hours of gaming, there's just no time for that. And every minute that they're spending on a video game or on their social media is a minute taken away from learning a life skill. (laughs) That's how yeah, I'm, and I love how you I love how you always talk about how kids are apprenticing adults yeah. and they're, they're they're apprentices under our leadership and so they need practice and they need they need these experiences. So when I again that was a brain changer for me that I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. I need to look at it that way instead of making sure they're always comfortable my house is always right. perfect." No, they're I, I wish I would have known some of this when they were younger, you I know, know. I can't go back, but it's like now they're older, I can see the results, but gosh, I look back and go wow, how many times did I stick them in front of a screen just so I could clean the house or get things right. done instead and they of teaching should, them to do it? Yeah. And I have this rule for parents that if you are doing the dishes while your son is playing Fortnite, there is a big problem. Yep. Imbalance. <laughs> There's an imbalance there for sure. That's a red flag. <laughs> yep. And we have a lot of fun too as a family, but we work hard as a family. And that gives everybody purpose. And ultimately your kids are developing their identity. They are developing their sense of self and they can only do this when there's purpose in their life. And if there is no purpose, they're going to glom on over to social media and they're going to, you know, form their identity around that trash dump over there. And that's not where you want them. You want their identity to be formed around the values in your house and hard work and grit and figuring things out is um, a value that we have. And I want my kids to practice that. So, um, when, when this is ready on the course, when you go to actually take the actual course for this material, there will be tips and there will also be ideas for what you can do each of the days for, um, activities outside and inside and different things like that. We leave you with a lot of tips. So the next day on Wednesday, what we focus on is what Mandy touched on, um, earlier, and that (laughs) is to, 
really think about your sense of humor and do something fun with your kids. And um, I think that it's so sad in our culture how kids get so dependent on their video games and their social media. They, they just start to leave their family. And, you know, in some respects, I don't blame them because usually by the time your kids are dependent, there is a lot of conflict in your home and y'all, you really don't like each other. And I'm just being real transparent. When my son was addicted to video games, I loved him to pieces and I would have done anything to help him. But there were, a lot of days that I didn't like him because it was just so stressful and we were arguing so much. And so on the Wednesday, we want you to focus on having fun with your kids again and having the sense of humor that we have forgotten about. And in our house, we, we do like every, every home hopefully has um, family jokes right? And family humor around certain people (laughs) and certain members of our family. And um, nothing again, that's disrespectful, but just really funny stuff. And it's just really hard to explain, you know, because it's kind of private family humor. But um, Mm -hmm. I would recommend if the younger your kids are too, that that you would think about a nickname for your kid, because um, that's really endearing. And that's sort of a that kind of goes in the tradition uh, column, I think, but mm-hmm. things that help your kids feel connected to your family and um, humor is definitely one of them. So Mandy, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to explain to you start going through it. It's not like you just force, you know, the humor, it just kind of comes up and you want to make things light. So you, you want to lighten the mood in, in the house by day three, because by day three, you might really be having some full blown meltdowns. And, Mm -hmm. um, I know this sounds, you know, kind of crazy, but I remember one time when my kids were having a meltdown about something, I got my phone out and I said, if you don't stop, I'm going to videotape this and, you know, show it to your sister or whatever. And they're like, no, don't. (laughs) And so we kind of turned it into something kind of funny and, I'm like, okay, I'm going to video it. And they're like, no. And they stopped. And it was, it didn't make them more mad. And they had to kind of laugh at themselves because they were having a meltdown over something silly. But Mm -hmm. um, the sense of humor and traditions is really important. Mandy, can you think of anything in your house that, that y'all do? I'm trying to think where our, I'm trying to think where our inside jokes and stuff come from. I don't even know. It's hard to pinpoint because they just. You can't manufacture it. It comes from the nooks and crannies and spending time with your kids. Yeah. And sometimes just putting on a really upbeat song, um, you know, on the TV or upbeat music. Maybe it's, my kids are funny. They love every genre of music and every decade. And so they'll just put on like the sixties or the Beatles or whatever. And just having some loud music playing can just reset a mood, reset, you know, perspective or whatever. And that's super fun. And we've got a lot of memories. Speaking of that, um, resetting your home on, on Wednesday, this is a, a day to think about how just what you just said, things that you can do like music, Mm-hmm. just cover a lot of stress, you know, yeah. all of a sudden things are just happier. People start dancing, people start singing. Um, this year we got karaoke microphones for the kids. That was like the best Christmas gift. And, um, so one of the boys will pick up the microphone and he'll pretend like he's the DJ and he's DJing our life. You know, it's really funny. <laughs> and, uh, there's a lot of humor around that <laughs> from all different rooms. I'm like, Oh, where's that coming from? And he's reporting on what's happening. Um, it's really funny. Um, but if you take the, if you go room by room in your home, there's a lot of things that we, we have and a lot of tips we have, but just a couple things I want to touch on is that the kitchen, um, should be, you know, a warm, welcoming place. It should be a really nice gathering, um, place. And so we have, um, a little cutting board that I put out every day and I put little snacks on it. And so people, you know, come by the kitchen, get a little snack. It's just a healthy snack. I just stay away from all the sugary stuff, but it's just, you know, food is a way of, um, starting conversations as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just make a thing of popcorn. Sometimes it's, you know, just carrots and dip, but, they'll come in and they'll start grazing and they'll start talking. And all of a sudden an hour goes by and you've had this incredible conversation with your kids that would have normally be spent, you know, spent on a screen. So it should be, um, 
really, really fun to be in your kitchen. The bedroom should be totally screen free. You should have um, lamps in there. You should have reading lights in there. The family room should be for fun and games. You should literally try to take away the remote control even to the TV and put it in a drawer in the kitchen so it's not super accessible. So it's not just the first knee jerk thing that happens when people go in the mm-hmm. den. You should have cards out. There should be a puzzle out at all times. You know, this is you, mom or dad, um, being the coach. You're setting up your your court <laughs> or your field. <laughs> you're getting mm-hmm. the right equipment in. You're, um, re- you're replacing things that aren't working. You're taking away the broken stuff, you know, in your life. And the car too, the car is another zone that you have to be very careful during this challenge. You want to take all the screens out. You want to have some books on tape. Um, the car is a fabulous place for conversations. And so you might get a pack of the conversation, you know, starter, um, kit, you know, where there's just things to start talking about because it might've been a while since you've had really good conversations with your kids and you don't even know where to start. Any more um, tips that you have there, Mandy, for resetting? Um, I love one of the things that you had put in this um, about the mom who made a Instagram, or not not Instagram, but a photo collage of all her daughter's friends in place of her Instagram account, yeah. which seems maybe kind of silly, but not because that's what they're going to be missing at that yeah. point. That's what they're going to feel like they're detoxing from. And to be able to have those pictures. I mean, I remember as a teenager, I had pictures up of my friends all over my walls um, because we didn't yeah. have social media. And so right. I just think that's, that's really cool. And just making or letting your child do that. Like, Hey, let's go print out a bunch of pictures. Why don't you make yeah. a collage on your wall? Yeah. You know, just something to do. So no, yeah, I think these are all great do, ideas. Plus it lets her know that she does have friends and she just doesn't have yes. to be connected to him 24 hours a day, which is super unhealthy yep. <laughs> to do. But, um, yes. putting up, um, you know, there's so many cute things now, um, especially, you know, in a girl's room that you can put up those little, fishing line things where you hang the pictures on them and stuff and put some little twinkle yeah. lights in her room and just make her room really cozy. And, um, but there's a lot of ideas that we have for what you can do around your house here on day, day three. So let's see, let's move on to Thursday. Thursday. You made it till Thursday. <laughs> You're halfway. Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. You can do it. Boy, it gets hard. I've had a few people quit here on, on Thursday (laughs) Mm -hmm. because they just couldn't handle it anymore. And that's so sad because you should, your kids should be able to go a week without their video games and their social media. And we're not talking about taking all the TVs out. Of course, you don't want them just to watch TV for five hours a day either, but you, you know, it's kind of like mile 19 in the marathon, right? That's when your Mm -hmm. frontal cortex starts to shut down. And you want to quit. So this is where you need to really focus on grit. And, you know, they need, your kids need direction. They're not gritty. If they're dependent on their screens, they have not developed the grit muscle in their life. And as their coach, you need to really focus on this. So you just cannot let them quit. You just can't. You have to get on the Facebook group and talk to one of us if you're really struggling. Um, But you have to make it through. And they may be really mad and they may be telling you how dumb this is and calling you names and all that, but you're not going to quit. You're not going to let them quit. And you know that if they can't make it a week without this stuff, then there's even bigger problems there. So um, by day four on this day, this is where you're um, planning for your structured activities may need to really kick in. You may need to have something planned after school you know, maybe you, you go somewhere, maybe you go bowling. I don't know. You get them out of the house. I think getting them out of the house is such a good distraction to, um, their video games. And I know we're, some people are still in quarantine, but there's still a lot that you can do even if. Yeah. You've got sledding, you've got ice skating. I mean, yeah, there's plenty to do outside. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You can still get outside and just taking them with you to go to the grocery store and go shopping and do whatever it is you have to do. Just get them out of the house and just stay strong. You are starting to feel a little overwhelmed on this day. Um, but you're also probably starting to see some, um, glimpses of hope. Like, you know, again, depending on the ages of your kids, the younger they are, the more excited they're going to be about, 
all the different games you have, getting them outside, you know, giving them a ball to play with or Play-Doh or anything. They love to do all that. As they get older, it does get a little bit harder, but, um, you know, they can still pick up the phone and call their friends. You're not putting them in the, in the basement, you know, in the dungeon for the whole week. There's still a lot of things that they can do. So I, I think that, um, um, you know, this day, um, is, is about your resolve. I mean, you know, because I think, I think as parents, I think we're getting tired by day four and we have to be sure that we keep our eye on the ball. Yeah, for sure. So on Friday, we're going to focus on, um, their social skills and, and this is the day that you have planned for them to have friends over. And we have for middle school and below, we have something called a Friday fun night, and for high school and above, you can have dinner and a movie night at your house. And um, through the week, your kids have been inviting people and, um, you know, to look forward to this. So this is a reward, if you will. But it's also to focus on the benefits of social skills and how important it is for our kids to be around other kids in person. Now, I want to also remind everybody that our goal is not to get our kids a hundred friends. Our kids don't need a hundred friends. Our kids need about three friends. <laughs> um, three is probably about the most they can handle as far as close friends. And then the, you know, acquaintance uh, category that can be bigger, but most kids today who are on games a lot and social media a lot are very awkward around their um, peers because they're, they're not used to being around peers in person and they really don't have a lot of friends. I think they're very lonely. Um, and, and a lot of parents think it's just the opposite. They think if I take screens away, my kids are not going to have any friends. And Mandy, talk about that a second. Did that happen with your kids? No, no, actually the opposite. Now that my kids haven't had it, um, particularly my daughter who is on social media, she realizes how not social a lot of her friends are who are on social media. (laughs) So it's such an oxymoron really um, that we're making them social by letting them keep it. And it's really the opposite. So when you take it away um, or detox from it, they are able to kind of have their eyes open a little bit like, oh, wow, you know, I have to talk to somebody face to face or I have to FaceTime them or I have to call them. And it's teaching them real life social skills, which has to be, that has to be a focus. Um, So we're not, we're doing our kids a disservice. Right. And that's what we're doing on this Friday. We're actually showing Mm -hmm. them how to do this. We're showing them through this activity of having kids over at the house. And we have a whole printout on how to do this. And our um, success with this when our kids were in middle school was so amazing. They still talk about the Friday fun nights. Like it becomes such a memorable thing not just for them, but for their whole friend group. And of Mm -hmm. course we have, we allow no phones. You know, I took some pictures of what happened so we could put in our scrapbook, but it's not pictures that go all over social media. This is just a fun Friday fun night. They come, they make dinner, which is usually pizza. And then we have all these minute to win it games that they play just to be silly, just to be kids, just to, just to laugh and have fun with their friends. Um, And like I said, this works really good through eighth grade from probably fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, those ages work really, really well to do this, just to have a fun, fun party type night where it's nobody's birthday. It's not Christmas. It's just, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is how you are social together with people. And, um, if your kids are older, you can have a fire pit in the backyard or you can have dinner and a movie night. That's really fun. And where you make food, that's sort of a theme for the movie and just have a really fun, silly movie for them to watch. But our kids are craving the relationship with their peers. It's just not being met on social media and it's not being met on a video game. So they're, they're really delinquent in this area and they're starved and, um, by doing this Friday fun night, you're jump starting that. I recommend that you continue to do a, fr- a Friday um, get together with your kids' friends at least once a month um, while they're under your roof. You know, you're teaching them how to have relationships, how to be social. They're going to need that as they get older, as they go to college, they get out of your house. Um, they're going to need that for their job skills. You know, there's so many kids that are just not social, they don't understand how to be around other people. I know it just sounds crazy, but it's true. So we have a lot of suggestions for that, um, for, for Friday. And then on Saturday, 
your focus on Saturday is to really have a family day and to reconnect your family and all the important elements that come with that. So we recommend that you have a fun project to do maybe around the house, you know, or outside, you know, blowing leaves or pulling weeds or doing something in the yard. And then you have dinner together that night as a family and do something fun or go bowling or do something together as a family and just really focus on that. Your kids don't need to be around their friends seven days a week. That's a really bad idea. They need days and they need time to um, be with their family and Mm -hmm. um, not have that constant influence of their peers. And I remember, I think it was um, Leonard Sachs in one of his books that said, on your family vacations, you really should never, or maybe not never, but um, you should not take your kids' friends, that your family vacations should be about your family. And I, that really stuck with me. And I um, started looking at our vacations even a little bit differently. But on, on this Saturday of the detox, you want to do something together, whether it's playing a board game with your kids, going to dinner, doing something fun, riding bikes together, doing something with them. And I think that you'll be surprised at how awkward it will be if you haven't done that mm-hmm. in a while. It's like, what do we do <laughs> with our kids? Yeah. Who are you? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> um, so I don't know, Mandy, if you have anything else to add to that. Well, talking about the family attachment um, I love what you have in here on this day for suggestions is to make sure that you're hugging your child mm-hmm. every day. And this is maybe this set, this is the day of the challenge that you really focus on these things and make it a resolution in your mind. That's what I'm going to do from now on that daily make time for purposeful hugs, you know, and our good late friend, Colin Karchner talked yeah. about eight second hugs. Yeah. And that's just such a movement now that a lot of people are, I mean, I know our family has taken that on been like, okay, eight second hug time, you know, and it's kind of silly because it's a long time, Yeah, but gosh, does it just change an attitude? It just changes a day. It's amazing. Right. Um, movement, you know, making exercise a priority priority as a family. So whether that's going on a family bike ride, a walk, just doing something together, yeah. um, having the, the communication, like we talked about earlier, when you don't have the screens, you have the conversations, it just kind of comes. Right. It's great. Right. Um, having downtime, you know, when they were little, you'd put them down for a nap. Well, what does that look like now when everybody's older? If you've got older kids, it might just mean some quiet time. Yeah. Hey, we're all going to go on this Saturday or this Sunday, you know, during the weekend when nobody's working and mom and dad are home, we're just going to go to our separate rooms and read for a little bit. Mm. You know, that's okay to have yeah. that quiet time. I mean, you know, camping in the backyard is a great thing to do on this day because, oh, you know, yes. not with friends, just with your mom and dad, your kids are craving time with you, with mom and dad. They are craving that even when they're 15 and they act like they don't like you, they are yep. still craving. <laughs> they want you to pick them, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't want you to, to work and bring your phone into the tent. They want you to spend uh, quality time with them. So that's your, your focus. Um, on that day, on that Saturday. And then on Sunday, it's, it's really a reflection on your family values and talk to your kids about your values and, um, make sure that they understand it. You know, with every good coach, when you go to universities and, you know, we did a lot of that when my daughter was, was looking at schools when she was with her sport and everything. And they would literally have, um, in huge letters, and this was in more than one school, but they would have their values, painted like yes on the walls like you know I'm like oh my gosh they want to make this really clear what their values are as a team and that was just so fascinating to me to go to all the different campuses and see how they demonstrated that so Sunday is a day for you to really reflect on things like does our our child's social media really reflect our values and explain that to them and explain and get their input and have a family meeting and talk about what you want your team, your family to stand for. And heck, you can come up with a, a, a name for your family team. You know, you can um, make it like a, a team, like a sports team and write down the things that you're, you're, you value and that th- your goals for the year and get your kids involved in this. And I know it sounds like one of those things that we always think about doing and we never do. Well, during the detox, we give you time on this day to do that. And we give you some instructions on how to get that started. Um, but it is really, really important because I think that you'll find out that your, you know, your values don't line up with five hours a day on Fortnite. <laughs> I don't 
think yeah. that that is going to line up. So we have all this stuff um, coming in the course, but this was a good overview to just kind of give you an overview of how the week pans out. And then at the end of the week, Mandy, what did, what did y'all do? Like, did you um, go back to their screen? No, or you know what? We did not. And, and I got to be honest, we kind of already had in mind that we'd probably take it a little bit longer, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but that's just where we were. You know, that was a part of our journey we were in is that we were done with the conflict and all of that. And um, so, yeah, we just, we kept going and, you know, yeah. eventually, um, my two, my daughter has a quote smartphone, but it's very dumbed down now. She no longer has social media on it. It's on my phone, which did not come back for quite a few months until she was really detoxed and really saw for herself what it was doing to her. And, um, and so now it's on my phone and she checks it from time to time and feels like she's not, you know, left out of things or whatever. She can connect with her friends that aren't from this town or whatever, but, um, no, we kept it going. And, I think that seven day mark Mm -hmm. is a great place to start, but then give yourself two weeks, then give yourself 30 days. I think it's always about looking forward to what your next goal is. And if you can just get to the next goal, you're going to see more and more benefits and results, which is going to catapult you to your next goal. And it's just, it's great. So I think our biggest encouragement we can give people is to stick with it. Do not give up. Do not quit. Um, yeah, and you, so great. and you have to have, um, you know, people might say, well, why don't you start with 30 days? Well, you can, as a parent, you can have that in the back of your mind for sure. But for your kids, it's a week is much easier on ramp. It's just easier to break it down into bite-sized pieces. And, um, but again, it's only going to be successful if you can replace all that time with meaningful activities, time with you, hobbies, um, sports, exercise, music, art, all these things, reading, reading, reading. I can't say enough about that. And once you just get that jump started, I think that you'll be really surprised. And like I said, at the beginning of our podcast, one of the biggest benefits you'll get is more conversations and talking and time together with your kids. And ultimately that is your goal. You want to get to know your kids better. You need to bring them back into your family and you need to really build that attachment. Attachment is not over protecting or helicoptering attachment is a, is a medical thing. It's a scientifically proven fact that we need to have a strong attachment to our family, that our kids, if they don't have that in that foundation during their teen years and childhood, then they're going to really struggle um, when they leave. They have to have a very strong foundation and that really there's not a lot of room for a lot of wasted time on screens because screens just really pull your kids away from you. So, um, Mandy, gosh, the time has flown by. Thank you so much for sharing. And I will just make the announcement that we are thrilled to be talking to your daughter on our next podcast about her perspective of what it was like to go through this challenge. So I'm so excited to do that. Me too. So excited to see how far she's come. It's really, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just fascinating to watch how this works. So, um, but thank you so much for your time today. We enjoyed it. Yes, of course. It Thanks for having me. So much. And I hope all y'all enjoyed listening and please be in touch with us if you have any questions at all and take this Screen Strong Challenge. Um, go to our Facebook page and go to the Screen Strong Families group. Remember, we've got your back and we are here to help you. So until next time, stand up for your kids, stand out from the crowd, and stay strong.